Hey friends, I'm so excited that you're here. This is another episode of the Truth For Your 20s podcast. My name is Katie Bulmer. I'm a author, speaker, mentor. Uh, I wear a lot of hats. I'm also a mom and a wife and a yoga instructor, a marketing and advertising rep. But one of the favorite things I get to do is record this podcast, offering truth to my 20-year-old friends. Everything I do started with just having coffee dates as a mentor to college students, and it's grown from there. So just imagine it's you and me having coffee. I personally love a warm chai tea latte, and you can have whatever you want. But you and I are having coffee today. I'm so pumped. A lot of times we record episodes, just me speaking as a solo episode. Oftentimes I bring in 20-something aged guests so they can just kind of share their take on things, and we can do a little bit of mentoring and just chat about all of the things. And then sometimes I bring in experts. So just to bring you guys as much wisdom as I possibly can, I heard it said once to be who you needed when you were younger, and this podcast is designed to do just that, to help set you up for the best possible life. Your 20s is such a beautiful time when you get to live your best life, but it's also a time when a lot of important decisions are made. I want to set you up for your best future, and that is all about what this podcast is designed to do. This is the last episode in January. In January, we are tackling physical wellness. I shared my story about having kind of an unhealthy view of my body and transitioning that and learning about nutrition and looking in the mirror in that positive way that I was created. We got a really good response from that. So if you haven't listened already, check out episode 20. It was called From Diet Pills and Unhealthy to Strong Mind and Body. But today, I'm super excited to bring to you a 20-something-year-old guest, Lexi Rendon, a student at Texas Tech University who I actually met through our online mentoring program. I started this online mentoring in December, and it has been such a gift and a joy to me to be able to meet girls from all over the place and just get to hear their stories and help encourage them and help see the amazing people that they are that they sometimes don't see in themselves. And Lexi Rendon has been one of those amazing girls. I've got to meet. Lexi actually has an incredible story of overcoming physical adversity. She was born with eye cancer as an infant. She went to more doctors and overcame more physical adversity than most of us will face in a lifetime. I'm so excited to let you hear her heart, her passion, and the incredible woman that all of this has made her to become. So here we go, my episode with Lexi Rendon. My name is Katie Bulmer, a former heartbroken and hungover sorority girl. After I stopped looking for love in all the wrong fraternity boys, God blessed me with a husband who shows Christ's love to me every single day. We are parents of two daughters and thousands of others nationwide, and my heart behind everything I do is to give you truths. The world is screaming at you a bunch of lies, and I don't want you to hear those loud voices. I want you to hear the true voices. Grab your earbuds, grab a chai tea, and let's talk about some truth for your 20s. Before we get started, I love getting a shout out to the amazing girls who take a minute and leave a review on iTunes. It means so much to get feedback, but also 
Reviews help podcasts grow. So they're so helpful to me. So I want to return the favor and just give you a shout out on the podcast. So this review is from Alexi. It says, Oh my heart, this podcast is everything. I am so thankful to have found this incredible gal and her wisdom. Every new episode fills my heart with so much joy and peace. A must listen to every college girl. She's the cool aunt we all need. The best coffee date and the closest thing to a virtual hug you could get. Oh, Alexi, that means so much. By the way, I need to get cool aunt on a t-shirt or something because it's so funny when people ask me what I do. I'm like, I'm like an author and just like a mentor. I don't know. I've been called a cool aunt and that is the title I love the most. So thank you so much, Alexi, for your kind words. And if you could take a quick second, leave a review. I would love to read your review next week on the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and introduce to you Lexi. Can you say hello, Lexi? Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay. So I am a junior at Texas Tech, like she said. I'm a journalism major, and I am a part of the Gamma Xi chapter of Delta Gamma at Tech. And you're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So something I did not even know about Lexi that sets her apart. Well, there's a lot of cool things that set her apart, but she's overcome a really significant physical, physical battle. So can you walk us to that? This happened when you were an infant. Yes. So it happened pretty early. Um, whenever I was about six weeks, my mom just noticed that my eyes were really kind of foggy and hazy. And so through the weekend of several doctor's appointments, um, that she and my dad had taken me to, They had unfortunately found out that I was diagnosed with bilateral retinoblastoma, and I know that's a really big word, um, but basically that is a very rare form of pediatric eye cancer. And because of that, we had to fly once a month for three years from Dallas to Philadelphia because for the cancer being so rare, that was where the best treatment was. So through that process, a few days after the diagnosis, I had my left eye removed because it was either remove her left eye or she's going to die. So I think we all know what the answer was for that one. And then after that, I did um, six months of chemo. And then I had surgeries once a month until I was three to heat and freeze the tumors in my right eye. And so now I have a prosthetic left eye. And because my... Well, there's not tumors in my right eye, but there's scar tissue. So because of that scar tissue, I don't have full vision. So I am considered um, legally blind, but I know that term's kind of confusing. I do have some vision remaining. So I'm really lucky to still have what I have. That's a big deal. So three years of your family flying from Texas to Philadelphia, is that right? Yes, that was a lot. And, um, you know, they did for a short time consider just moving there because, you know, it was just a lot of flying and costs. Um, But because of our extreme help and support from our community and our church and everything like that, we decided or they decided that it would be good just to stay here and fly. And then whenever we were up there, we were so thankful to the Ronald McDonald House at Philadelphia Um, because that's where we stayed. And then I was cared for actually by a husband and wife team who specialized in my cancer. So I was just really blessed and fortunate to have all the support around me from, you know, all across the country. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Shout out to Ronald McDonald House. I'm an 80 pie and that is their philanthropy. So (laughs) yes, thank you for that. (laughs) I I had to point that out. Wow, this is okay. So as an infant, obviously, you don't know any different of 
having quote unquote normal vision. So this is something that you have, you know, just grown up uh, and you have a seeing eye dog. Is that correct? I do. Her name is Fancy. Um, I got her. Well, I had one previous to her that was Honey. And then I have Fancy and I got Fancy in May of 2018. And so prior to me being 17, I did not have a seeing eye dog. And people that knew me really well or that didn't know me well, we're kind of confused whenever I got one. And the way that I explain it is that whenever you're a little kid, you're always with family or friends or you're in environments that you know super well. So I memorize things like crazy. I could probably tell you super um, intricate details about things because that's just how I have to remember so that I can easily move around places that I frequent. So getting a dog, that was helpful because going to college, you know, you're in new environments. I don't have as much help. And it was just a big like stressor off my plate because with fancy, everything is easier and I don't have to think as much. If I don't have her, then it's thinking about who's in front of me, who's beside me, how many steps is this? What is this car doing? Like it's so much thinking. And so without her, I have to do so much more work than with her. So I can maneuver places by myself, um, like our Texas Tech campus. I know super, super well. So if she's sick or something, which is rarely ever happens, but if she is or something's going on. I may not need to take her that day because of something that's going on with her. I can get around without her and that's okay. But again, it's just so much easier with her because I'm not having to constantly think and the gears don't have to constantly be moving in my head as hard as they do without her. I love that. And so Fancy, Fancy is your right-hand girl, right? Yes. Uh She's a girl. I just think this is so cool. I mean, I think that you're just, you're just so fun and fun loving. And one of the things that stood out to me is you know, you've never asked to be treated any differently. You never like, you know, it's so funny. Some people will be like, um, I have a hangnail, therefore I can't go to class. <laughs> and, <laughs> and here you are facing and overcoming cancer as an infant and yeah. have just rolled with the punches and like, all right, life, this is the cards I've been dealt. Well, watch me be a rock star anyway. And I just think that's so incredible. So thank you. Um, it is. It really is. <laughs> So can you like, I know you talked about your um, having fancy with you, but just day-to-day college life. What is it like for you day-to-day as a college student who has overcome so many amazing things? Yes. I guess kind of talking really quick about prior to college. I mean, I was in all normal classes and a lot of my classes going into high school and prior to that were AP or pre-AP, so advanced classes. And, you know, I've always pushed myself. Um, Things do take me longer. I might get extra time on a test or something just because, you know, things do take me longer. If I'm looking at my laptop, I have the Zoom on, which is super nice because Macs come with a Zoom feature that you can turn on. And then I have what's called highlight to speech. And so I can highlight a huge paragraph or something and it can talk to me and read all that to me, but I don't have to have it all the t- on all the time if I don't want to. Yeah. And then for my textbooks, those are always all on audio just because it's a lot easier. So it's not as much, you know, different than what you would think. Uh, my work is absolutely all the same. Uh, my standards are all the same. But if you're like in the library or something and you come up, come up behind me and I'm like zipping around on my screen, you know, everything's big. People like they'll say like, oh, that gives me a headache. Like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, I've done this since I was, you know, in pre-K. So it's not really any different to me. People always ask me, you know, how is it to be visually impaired? And I always say it's time consuming and expensive. But other than that, like, it's not bad. So it's really not bad, you know, expensive due to some of the equipment and things like that and medical stuff a little bit. And then 
time consuming just because it does take me longer, but that's okay. Oh, man, I just love your perspective. My mom was a special ed teacher her whole career. So I think 35 years. And so some of my dear friends had spina bifida or Down syndrome or cerebral palsy or, you mm-hmm. know, you name it. And, and for me, I don't know, I thought it was cool that my friend could sit in her wheelchair instead of standing, standing up at the Six Flags li- line, you know? Right. So I, I never thought any different. But with someone who has walked through what you've walked through, can you just give advice on how the general public cannot be an idiot? <laughs> communicate with you as a friend, as a normal human being, like, how can I best help you? How can I communicate with you? What did you walk through as an infant and just how to have that conversation? Does that make sense? Yeah. So starting off that conversation, I feel like I'm kind of a bad example of not like bad example, but I am absolutely not ashamed, embarrassed. I don't get offended at all. Like you could ask me anything. And that's just because, you know, I'm being 21, this is, you know, 21 years of life with this. And so it absolutely does not bother me. And I'm just a like low temper kind of person anyways. And so that's how I react to things. I literally do not care, but for somebody else, that's different. Um, so for other people, I would say, you know, try to get to know them first. If you're curious about all of their different, if you're going from like a curious about them and their conditions as a whole and not necessarily for help in that very second, then get to know them first and, you know, get to know them as a person and then go from there. Um, I've had people say to me before I really had talked to you, I didn't know how to interact with you. And that just kind of Blew me, blew me away because I'm like, I'm sitting in this class. I'm doing the things that you're doing. I'm participating. Like, I don't understand why that's so hard, you know, but I just tell people, just, just talk to me. I'm a talker. I love to talk. I love to make new friends. You know, it kind of blows my mind when people don't see me as that. But again, I know that this is not very common seeing somebody with a seeing eye dog and realizing, oh, she's either blind or visually impaired or something. How the heck do I talk to her? And you just do. You just talk like anybody else and the conversation will flow. Um, Running into people on campus for me is a little bit different because unless I know your voice or you're, you know, somebody that I see a lot or I memorize um, this kind of off on a tangent, but if I'm still getting to know somebody and I'm not necessarily knowing their voice, Um, I will look for other things like maybe I know their backpack or their shoes that they wear a lot or something about them that I can like kind of pick out if they walk near me enough to realize that it's them versus, you know, other things. But so that kind of stuff is a little bit harder. It's like anybody else. You know, I don't see why not, you know, talk to me. I love that. I just I think that your perspective is is amazing. And another thing about your perspective is Again, you know, my mom's background and working, what you're walking through is much different, but I've just known a lot of people in my life with abilities of different kinds. And a lot of times it is your amazing perspective of, okay, well, this happened, but I'm going to be awesome no matter what, or why me, God, like, how dare you? My life is over kind of thing. So first of all, what, what do you know? And you, maybe you don't, but what has shifted in you? How do you have this amazing perspective and what could you tell someone who may be walking through something hard and like how to have that positive perspective. Yeah. So I think that that was just kind of something that I had from day one. And that was so much thanks to my parents because it was never, they didn't never sit down and tell me this, but you know, it was just kind of something that they they knew between them that like they were not going to treat me any differently 
And so they didn't. I have two little brothers and we were all held to the same standards and everything. We were all supposed to work really hard in school. And, um, you know, I danced for nine years. I did everything my family did. We were a very active and athletic family. And it wasn't that it was, they're going to push me past my breaking point or push me to do something that I physically or visually, you know, could not do. But it was just, we're not going to have her sit at home. You know, I, you know, like to go new places. And I think that going to summer camp starting at, age seven was a huge part of that. I went to summer camps all my life and I thought it was fun. I wasn't scared. And, you know, that had really prepared me even to move to college and move six hours away from home. So I think that those things really, you know, have shaped and molded me into who I am. Um, You know, my family also has always gone to church and I've always had God in my life. And, you know, for him, I don't ever question why me? I mean, I am, I could be lying to you, you know, and say that I don't ever have hard days. And that's ridiculous, because we all have hard days. And sometimes things take me a long time, and I get really frustrated. But at the end of it, I'm just like, okay, well, this is what God, you know, wanted for me. And that's fine. And I don't mean that he wanted me to have frustrations. But this is the way that he set my life out. And everything has always worked out. So I know that it will continue to even if I can't see it right in this very second. And as far as people walking through hard things, I, you know, I think that we all have something that we walk through. And this is what I have walked through my entire life, but you have a different story. And that's okay, because we're all unique. And we have different stories to share. And when it gets hard, just know that you've accomplished so much in the past prior to this. And you can always, always, always find the strength to continue, whether it be the strength from your family and friends and God or other things. I mean, you are so strong and stronger than you may even realize, and you will get through everything, even if it's just one day at a time. Amen, sister. And I love... um case I didn't tell you guys at the beginning, I've got to know Lexi through mentoring and stuff. And so we've gone over a lot of things. We're going to switch to my favorite part in a second about finding your voice. But real quick, I know that you have made straight A's more than one semester. Is that right? Yes. Incredible. And also the spokesperson for your sorority. That is amazing. And I I just want to hear you real quick because there's someone who's listening. You saying, oh my gosh, I can't make straight A's because I can't make it to my eight o'clock class. And you are defying way harder odds than that. And the spokesperson for your sorority, can you, I know you're not going to toot your own horn, so I don't know what to ask you here, but just like, I guess, tell the person who, who's making excuses to, to, they can't accomplish hard things. Like, is there anything you could say? Well, uh, yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, I've had people literally say to me before, gosh, I don't know how you do it. Like if I was blind, I just wouldn't go to school. And I'm just like, what do you, so you're saying hypothetically that I would just not go to school and sit at home. And I guess she would also think that I wouldn't work. So I'm just going to sit at home and do nothing. And that just like drives me crazy when people say that because I just, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what kind of life I would live if I didn't do these things. And as far as motivation, you know, if things get hard or I'm, tired or I make a bad test grade or something, it's like sitting in negativity is going to just waste time. Like I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't sit in that. And so not that I don't get upset and not that I 
you know, live in the state of, okay, well, who cares? But it's more of like, okay, let's have our pity party. Let's sit and cry it out for like five minutes or whatever. Okay, we're done wasting time. Like, that's it. Like, you know, if I have a bad test grade. Okay, well, sitting here for three days and moping about it and not going to class is not going to do anything about it. So let's just, okay, that was it. Can't change it. Boom, move on. Like, that's it. (laughs) So... So I know that that just it's so much easier said than done. But, you know, sitting in that negativity and those excuses will absolutely not push you to where you want to be. So I just think that, you know, realizing, acknowledging those things happen. Okay, what are we doing to create a plan to go forward? Oh my gosh. I just, I just think you're amazing. Yes. Yes. And amen. I'm sitting here. You can't see me, but I'm like nodding my head to (laughs) becoming a headbanger over here. It's (laughs) (laughs) 90s Def Leppard. It's fine. Okay. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you are listening and you're in a sorority and your sorority needs a little motivation, or maybe you just need a reminder of why you exist as this sisterhood. I am your girl. I was actually having a conversation just the other day with a friend at the gym. So picture myself and a friend beside each other on the floor of the gym. We're holding plank. And she says, Katie, tell me what your message is about. So because I wanted to get this done as quick as possible, I concised it to a really quick message. I said, well, I worked in advertising for 15 years and I saw the $100 million power of influence sorority women have over the marketplace. Meanwhile, I'm also mentoring college women for the same amount of time, about 15 years. And I'm seeing these incredible women crying into their lattes because they're settling for less in the dating world. They don't realize their worth and a million other things that they don't see in the mirror. By golly, someone needs to tell them they are better than this. Someone needs to tell them they can change the world. There's definitely more to that, but check out all the information at katiebulmer.life, or you can easily find the links through Instagram, which I made super easy to find. You can find me on Instagram at katiebulmerlife. All the goodness is there on my website. I want to note, I do not work for an agency, which a lot of speakers you see do. I do not have fancy secretaries. Every time I go to a college, it's because you, a college student, made it happen. So please feel free to reach out. I am booking for spring semester, and I would love to come give you a giant hug, look you in your face, tell you and your amazing sisters, you guys can change the world. (laughs) Here's what I'm most excited about talking about, and... I was telling someone the other day, if I ever, I don't know, become where I can't talk to sorority women anymore, I want to help women find their voice. And I'm so just passionate and thrilled to watch you kind of step into finding your voice. And just to back to let everyone know what, you know, obviously Lexi has overcome some huge physical adversities and become this strong woman, a spokesperson. Tell me your sorority's philanthropy again. Yes. So the Delta Gamma um, philanthropy is service for sight. So we are dedicated to helping better the lives of people who are blind or visually impaired and just helping them through those things. So that is super cool that I get to be a part of helping people that I know are like myself in my sorority. Yeah. So I I see, obviously, you know, you have this this personal journey of overcoming you know, the adversities from your site and you're part of a sorority and that is for their philanthropy. But I could see so many women in your exact same circumstances, perhaps they pledge a sorority and that is their philanthropy, but they would say, oh no, I can't be a speaker. I'm too shy. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough, blah, 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 excuses. 
And although it's still rare that you have overcome all this stuff and you're in this specific sorority, you said yes. And I'm sure you thought I'm not good enough. You all the normal excuses that we come up with our brain, but you by golly got up there and grabbed that microphone and have changed lives. I mean, I've seen some of your social media stuff and I think what you're doing is incredible, but that's just part of what I want to talk about. What I also see is I've heard it said that we're sometimes we're so close to our superpower that we don't always see it. And you having this journey specifically, it's, it's your superpower. And it's something that you don't see because like, you know, you've walked through it and this is my life and I've overcome hard things, but why wouldn't I, you know, do be awesome, Mm -hmm. be awesome, but it's so inspiring. And so I know that there's girls listening who are like, well, I want to write a book. I want to do a podcast. I want to be a speaker. I don't know. I want to travel, but the excuses come in. I'm not strong enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not blah, 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 blah. This Mm -hmm. is what I'm super passionate about. So you're right in this, in the thick of it, finding your voice, but Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I we talked about mentoring, where you are right now. I just want to unpack all of this for a little bit. Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of talking about the doubts that, you know, you had said, I did sit in that for a really long time. And it wasn't because I was ashamed of it or I was nervous to talk in front of people. I mean, I can't see all the eyeballs staring at me. And so it's not, (laughs) that takes off a lot of pressure. Um, But, you know, as far as actually the message in the story, it sounds, you know, kind of dumb, but you know, I would think about all the people that knew me and knew my story. And then I would think about it and I would think like, okay, like they already know. I don't want to keep like rehashing it because I don't need people to tell me I'm amazing every single day of my entire life or something or that I'm inspiring to them. I'm just like, you know, dude, I'm living my life too. Like, okay. But, you know, whenever I talk to you about it, um, you know, because I've had these desires for a really, really long time, like everything that you've said, um, blogging, you know, doing that kind of thing, writing, um, I'm a journalism major, so that's right up my alley, all of those things and speaking all of it is exactly what I've been wanting to do for a really long time. But whenever I talk to you about it, what changed for me was just kind of figuring out that if I share my story and get it out there and continue to, you know, bring my perspective to the world, I'm going to reach more and more people. And if my story or your story can help one more person live a more fulfilled life and just better life, and they're better for knowing that story, then everything that you do is so, so worth it. And, you know, I think that that is my motivation from here on out to work on these things. You know, I'm actively working on stuff, you know, outside of this podcast to, you know, build that story and build that platform. And something else that I kind of struggled with prior to talking to you was thinking like that my generation is just so focused on social media and fame and all of these things that aren't as glamorous if you really look at it sometimes because people who have those platforms, you know, go through things that people who don't have them don't understand. But in my head, you know, I've kind of figured out that this is not that and if you have a story to share and you have a heart for it this is helping to better the lives of other people so it's not for superficial purposes or me saying that I want to make all this money or you know all these other things it's purely to share you know my message your message of strength of hope of courage of you know Jesus's you know faithfulness all of that and you know that's why it's worth it that's why it's worth finding the strength to share 
whatever story that you have. No, that's, that's so good. I think that, I mean, this is what you said. You, your heart shows that you're not selfish and you're not like out for selfish ambition. And like, look at me Mm -hmm. with my platform, your heart is to, this is what I've overcome. This is what I've learned along the way. I haven't arrived at anything, but I hope that what I've learned can help you. And that is, that's all any of us are called to do. We were talking on Stephanie May Wilson's podcast and it was about how we don't have to have the whole Bible memorized. We don't have to know if creation actually happened in seven days or if that is like a figurative thing. You know, all we need to know is that God has done something in our lives and that is our simple story. And it's funny, I was actually just thinking of, this is ironic, but the story in Matthew where there was a blind man and God healed him and everyone was like, wait, 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 explain this. Who was it? Tell me everything. And he was like, all I know, it was I was blind and now I see. And that is all we are asked to share. All I know is I overcame eye cancer. I don't know that, I mean, that's all we're asked to do. And so if people can just get that simple thing, I just think that that would freaking change the world. Yeah. And actually I have a sticker on the back of my laptop and I actually can't read it because it's, it's cute, but it's in cursive that I can't see to read. But I know that the Bible verse says something along the lines of perhaps this was the moment for which you were created. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what Bible verse that is, like I said, cause I can't see it. But, um, you know, I just think that that speaks volumes because, you know, you're thinking, oh, well, I have this desire on my heart to share the story. Or if you're walking through something hard, like, why is this happening to me? But you don't realize that in the moment, perhaps this was the moment for which you were created. Yeah. Perhaps this is your, that wanting to share that story is why God put you in that position. So this is the moment to do that. Yeah. This is why he does all of that. So I think that that's pretty cool. And I have it on my laptop to remind me of that. I love it that you have that there. And and honestly, that that's a case in point. It is there. But you can actually physically see it. So you're helping others by having it there. That's just, that's beautiful. I love that because your heart is so to help others. Mm -hmm. And you made me think when you were saying that, you know, people have a story. Okay. So for example, Carly was one of our first podcasts and she actually walked through having an abortion, which is, which is shameful and scary to share and, and all of the normal things that she would tell herself, well, no one needs to know, but she became brave and she wrote out that story and she shared with others. And it is incredible. Like the hundreds of people who have come to her for advice or help or seeking wisdom who walked through something similar and all that to say, like when we are brave and share our story, we're like setting other people free. And if we tell ourselves, Oh, well, I'm not whatever enough, then you're stealing freedom from other people. So I can talk yeah. days about that, but I'm just so passionate about people finding their voice and sharing it to one person. Even it can just unlock so many prison doors for other people. Oh yeah. And, you know, just thinking about, you know, other people being in your shoes and, you know, being the help that you wish that you had. I mean, I guess an example of that would be, you know, I've, my parents or I have been approached by different people who we've heard of that their babies have gotten diagnosed with the same cancer I did. And for my parents, it was, you know, a quick search on Google or whatever, I guess, gateway or whatever was going on in 1998 (laughs) to look at, you know, the diagnosis and they didn't have, they didn't have people to talk to. This was never something that they had heard of. And so it was very, very scary. But then, you know, if you fast forward to me living my life now and, you know, talking to some parents who have walked through these things, getting to reassure them, it's just so much better and comforting. And so, of course, I would never, ever, ever turn that down if I'm approached about that. So it's just being 
the person that you wish you had whenever you were going through the hardest time or, you know, being somebody just in general to be a good example to others. Yes. So good. Uh, One more thing I want to talk about is you had talked maybe that this is something you want to pursue as, you know, journalism major, stuff like that. And I think it's so cool how God has been preparing you all along. For example, being part of your sorority and being able to be, to speak um, about your philanthropy and things like that. So it's just amazing how God prepares us. So say, for example, out of college, you do have the opportunity to share your voice. But what if you never had the opportunity before college? It would be much more scary. And how do I do this? And I've never held a microphone before and things like that. I, I just want people to like look at maybe how God is preparing them right now that they may not see that they'll be able to step into when they grow up or, or 10 years down the road or five years down the road or wherever that might be. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy whenever I think back on the things that I did in high school and, you know, prior to that, I didn't even, you know, think that was anything to go along with. Not that I didn't think about it, but, you know, it just didn't connect the dots in my head that, hey, this really had prepared me, you know, in high school. I had done some speaking. Um, I was really involved with Relay for Life growing up. So I spoke there some. Um, I did a couple new segments and things. And so that had prepared me. I did, I mean, I signed myself up for this one, but this one was more of like school news stuff um, that we did in high school. Um, even like going along with like my sorority work in specific, I'm our VP foundation now. And so I plan a lot of events. Well, in high school for three years, I kind of started my own charity type thing and I ran all of it and try to figure out donations and drop-offs and like it was a lot smaller of a scale than you know a whole sorority chapter you know foundation stuff but even that organization for those types of events and things like that had prepared me for later being in this position of my sorority so I just think you know it's crazy like you said what God can do that you're not even really realizing and if you just sit back and think about all these things whether it's you know my position being you know a speaker and things like that or maybe athletics or whatever it is, he really does know what he's doing, even if you don't realize it. Yes. Man, I didn't realize in high school he was preparing you too. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're so inspiring. (laughs) Okay. So kind of switching gears a little bit. This month, we're all talking about physical wellness and your family is very physically active in different ways. Can you just, just, yeah, just share a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, I grew up in a family that was always very physically active and, you know, it was really important in our lives to watch sports, you know, play a sport or be physically active. So for me, that was dance. And then my brothers all played sports and, um, you know, we worked out a lot. I used to do CrossFit. And I think one thing that I've realized growing up and going through life is that it's okay to change your sport or your workout activity. And, you know, you hear it all the time, but seriously, like find what makes you happy, find what makes you want to go to the gym. If you hate running, don't do it. Find another type of cardio, find something. Um, For me recently, I know you've probably seen all the commercials and it's probably gotten annoying after a while, but I have recently joined um, Peloton Digital. I don't have a bike or anything like that, but I absolutely love the classes. I have had so much fun. You know, I have to remember to take rest days because I enjoy it so much. So, you know, yeah, I just think like find what's good for you and be happy doing it. And, you know, good things will happen when you find what gets you motivated and what gets you you know, fired up to go to the gym and not just be like, oh, I have to go to the gym today. 
not not great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's so many different ways to, you know, to be at the gym, be active and find your passion, which changes over time, like you mentioned. All right. So you have a lot of really cool things going on, you know, coming from an infant who overcame cancer to a girl now who is speaking and possibly writing. Am I correct? What's what's new on the horizon for you? So right now I am currently uh, my goal was to have it done by the time this podcast was up. But we will see. I don't know when this is going up. Um, I'm currently working on my website right now. I'm building it myself. I actually have my first blog post written and I've kind of started the beginning drafts of speeches because it's kind of like good to have different messages to go along with different places. And I kind of talked to you about just sending my website or my kind of resume portfolio, you know, if you will, to different people and being like, hey, I would love to come talk to your group about this stuff. I don't need to be paid. I'm an amateur. But hey, here's what I have. If you'd like to have me come out, I'd love to. Um, If not, okay, that's fine. Like, that's cool. So I'm working on, you know, all those things. So I'm really hoping my blog and my website will be up soon. Because once I have that up, that will be an enormous tool to put you know, blog post up and be able to send that link to people to hopefully speak for them. So that is definitely all in the works. I'm I've literally been working like every day on it to get that up. So I'm really, really excited about that. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. People ask me like, how do I become a public speaker? I'm like, you just, you public speak and no, you're not going to get paid for Mm -hmm. it out of the gate, but like what you're doing. Yeah. Go to a mom's group, go to a senior citizen group. Like there are people who will take a amateur, public speaker. And that is how you grow for sure. And, you know, just realizing that, you know, not everybody is Katie Bulmer right out of the gates. You know, you've got, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Katie Bulmer flubbed a lot of opportunities on stage too. And I had to, yeah, yeah, you know, you you start somewhere and, you know, like you, you know, now you're speaking to all, all these different places, but you know, you had to build that platform to get known for all those things. So, you know, just everybody's got to start somewhere. Absolutely. And I'm so just so passionate about that now because I would have told you even like two years ago, you know, who am I? No one's ever going to pay me to speak. I'm just a girl with a free download of my book. Yeah. You know, like I didn't even, and it's just crazy how one terrified foot in front of the other is what gets mm-hmm. you where you want to go. And you just got to keep walking though. You can't like just sit there and wait for the heavens to part and your you know, future be on a silver platter. You got to take <laughs> yeah, steps. Yeah, for sure. So. Anyway, all right. So, how can people? Does the blog have a website yet? It's not published yet. Um, My plan is for it to be the same domain name as, or my at name as my Instagram. So, my Instagram is Alexi Brendan. I'm sure you'll have it in the. Do you have it in the? Yeah. Yeah. So it's down in the description or whatever, um, or show notes or whatever it's called. Um, So that's pretty much my Instagram for right now. But like I said, if you follow my Instagram, you will 100% see, you know, the link to this podcast. And then whenever my website is officially up and running, then it will absolutely be there. And I'm, I'm so serious about getting it up within like the next month or so. So I'm the 27th is when this will okay. say no. So yeah, if it's not up by then extremely, extremely soon, this isn't like a, Hey, I'll get around to it. This is like, Hey, I'm actively working. I'm trying, like it will absolutely be up. And then of course I will have everything linked there. Um, And that's just the main social media that I use um, to talk and connect and things like that. 
Well, if you follow myself and hopefully now Lexi on Instagram, you have seen that Lexi likes to ask really cool questions. Um, as we've mentioned, we're part of the mentoring group together. And she has asked cool questions about like what books I like and podcasts and stuff like that. So I'm curious now that you have the mic, which books, podcasts, resources that would you like to recommend? Yeah. Um, so a book that I read kind of recently that I loved was Love, Do- uh, Love Does by Bob Goff. Um Yeah, I love that one. Um, Another one that I thought was really good for, you know, motivation and like having to start something from the ground up, whether it be speaking or a business or a book. um, It's called The Best Advice I Ever Got by Katie Couric. And that really teaches you a lot of work ethic in terms of working from the absolute bottom and, you know, growing and things like that. Um, Podcasts. Well, of course, Truth Through Your 20s. I mean, hello. Um, Of (laughs) course. And then anything by Rachel Hollis is so good. Uh, Stephanie Mae Wilson is incredible. And that's actually how I found out about Katie. Shine On is a series that Reese Witherspoon has on Netflix. And she just interviews different women in different positions. Um, You know, Casey Musgraves, Dolly Parton, people like that. And it's really kind of cool to see their story and just see how they worked. Because you look at somebody like Casey Musgraves and you're like, that is the Casey Musgraves. Well, she had to work to get there. So just seeing, yeah, you know, a woman that. in a very powerful position really sit down and talk about her experience and growing and things like that is really, really cool. So those are the kind of the things that I have been loving recently. I'm glad you mentioned that. I've become so interested in where people started because no one started on top of the world, you know? And every time I see a movie or an actor that I'm interested in, I'll, I'll Wikipedia them yeah. to death. And I'm like, okay, I see now their Golden Globe yeah. Award or whatever it is, but wh- what were the humble beginnings? Because again, no, we see the fanfare and we know about this person once they're on top of the world, but by golly, they were scraping along at the beginning. I heard somewhere it says it takes 10 years to become an overnight yeah, success. Yeah, no, for sure. It's funny because I do the exact same thing. Like if I find somebody, then I'm like, oh, I'd love to kind of be in their spot eventually or something like that. I'm like, okay, what college did they go to? Did they go to? Who were their parents? Like, did they have connections? Did they not? Yeah. They didn't. Okay, what did they do? They worked here. They worked there. So it's, you know, it's crazy if you really like look deeper at somebody and their hard work and really acknowledge that. And the ones who are uh, given it to, like on a silver platter, they're the ones who don't appreciate it and don't. So it's the ones who work hard are the ones you want to exactly. look at for sure. Which is 95% of people in the limelight, yeah, by the way. For sure. All right. This is my favorite question to ask. This is called the Truth For Your 20s podcast. So if you, depending on the age of the people I'm interviewing, um, I'm going to ask a question. But if you could have coffee with your freshman self, what would you say? Oh, gosh. Um, it is going to go by so fast. Everybody says it, but it will go by so fast. I can't believe I'm sitting here you know, in the middle of my junior year, don't be scared to change your major, try something new. It's not that I was scared to do it, but changing my major into a different, completely different college, because I came in as a human development and family studies major, I thought about it for like a year and a half. And I finally just had to do it. But I was just so, I just doubted so much of it. But at the end of it, I was like, God would not like this wouldn't be a wrong thing if God had kept this on my heart for a year and a half. And so it wasn't, you know, somebody, you know, talking in my ear saying, don't do it, don't do it. It was just me being scared to do it. So just don't be afraid to follow where your heart is basically. Mm, Good stuff. Well, Lexi, I know that everyone is so inspired by just you and your words. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. 
Yay. Well, you guys go follow Lexi and thank you so much for being here. Did you enjoy this episode? Did I say anything that resonated with you? It would mean the world to me to hear your feedback. Just take a screenshot of this episode, share it on Instagram, tag me so I can thank you, or you can share from Spotify. They make it really easy to share the link to your Snapchat, Facebook, or Instagram. Share it with a friend, but just please help us share it because as I said a million times, sorority girls are trendsetters and it would mean the world for you to help me get the word out about this podcast. Thanks for joining me, friends, and I hope that you're walking away today with some truth for your 20s.